0: you're gonna remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you wanna to get to a goal, if you wanna to get to your dream, you gotta focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time, you have to be patient, and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you wanna be great at, whatever you wanna be special at, I'm sure you you maybe already be good at it. But to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason. To do something truly extraordinary but what are you going to do to get there welcome to the magna method and i am very fortunate today to sit down with mr asher burris humanitarian and founder of the athlete race welcome to the show asher
1: thanks so much mark for having me in
0: it's great great having you here asher is a i guess you could say now a long time or a friend for many years Uh, When I first met this young man, uh, we were both working at a corporate wellness facility, and there was something about him, and this guy just had great, great energy, and I was trying to figure him out. And the minute he said, hey, man, I want to come in and, and, and get a workout in really, really early, when you come in here, and I said, you know what? I need this guy around me. And he knew quickly that the reason I wanted him there initially was to talk his ear off, <laughs> and the second was to feed off some of his energy because he's a very special human being. and You're going to find that out uh, over the course of this episode. So, Asher, uh, tell us a little bit about you know your upbringing, and then we'll segue into the other parts, uh, important parts that uh, of your life now.
1: Absolutely. First and foremost, you know I know I'm here for a special reason, and I was born in Illinois. In Illinois. And my father passed away two weeks before I was born, tragically, in a car accident. His father didn't outlive him till 26 years old as well. So I am now 37 years old, so I know I'm here for a reason, because I've outlived my grandfather and my biological father. So we only spent, my mom only spent about six months in Illinois, and then she moved, which was a godsend, because it's a small town. And there was something with, uh, you know, being in a small town, it has, you know, advantages and disadvantages, So that was something that we, uh, my mom decided she wanted to get me out of that and give me more of an advantage in a larger place. So I get a lot of who I am today from what my mother tells me about my biological father and my mother. They're very, uh, very big hearts, very compassionate, have always looked at the uh, people that struggle in life on how they can help them out on a daily basis. In a small capacity it doesn't always have to be a large capacity on how you benefit people we get outside of that where we think it's all it has to be large it has to be grand it doesn't it can be as simple as a smile it can be simple as a hello so that's what i learned you know from my mother and my father that raised me he even did a tremendous job from an early age they were sending me to third world countries doing a lot of missions work you know, doing a lot of build-outs for um, homes and churches, and really being a part of the community. So at a young age, I was really rooted in selflessness. The biggest transition in my life was when I was 15 years old, and I was in Antigua, Guatemala, and it was in July. And we were there for over two weeks, very, very uh, poor country, poor people, but some of the happiest people that I've ever been around. So on the last day, they took us to a garbage dump. And we went to the garbage dump, got out of the bus, and just saw hundreds of kids playing with no shoes on in a garbage dump. Wow! And it humbled me, and it really struck a chord with me. And I think my parents actually would always strategically do these trips for me right before school started. Because every time I would come back from the trips, I never wanted new clothes, I never wanted new shoes, I didn't want anything. I just told them, hey, this is something that uh, you know I'll, I'll use my old clothes. So I think they did it on purpose because they don't want to spend the money. But uh, <laughs> so background with that, that that's just been a part of me. And since then, I've you know worked with World Vision, I've worked with Invisible Children, and that's what I'm about. And you know, a large part of I know what I'm supposed to do in life is that voice for the people that don't have a voice, and allowing people to become more mindful on what's going on in our world today
0: understood understood and there are many things that i that i we've exchanged or you you shared with me that are are some pretty incredible things um you are on a mission and tell us about what you're doing today because i know it's truly extraordinary but tell us how you decided to do this like how did you decide to start this
1: It's a great question and I'll tell you it's nothing that came from inside of me from a like oh I'm this I'm that or I'm creative it was more on being sensitive to society and hearing the the pain points of what people experience on a daily basis and I genesis this idea out of all places where we used to work I used to see these people come in and out every single day and give so much effort now when you think about the effort that they gave outside of it benefiting them which is fine and i'm all about that as you know i'm all about living optimally from a health perspective and it benefiting their family obviously because if they're healthy they get to extend their lifetime and be with their family but outside of that who is it really impacting so if you're in your bubble on what you live that insulated bubble you live every single day who is it really impacting besides that bubble so when i started seeing all so much wasted energy so much wasted effort from a grand scale, and then I was just—I was a part of a lot of paddleboard races that were about, um, you know, being a supporting nonprofits, supporting these uh, issues, supporting charities, and it was so secondary. At the actual event, there there was just no touch points. Mm-hmm. You really didn't even know mm-hmm. most people. You you go, let's say a hundred uh, participants are at an event and i guarantee you 95 won't even know what that charity was for right. or why they were doing that which
0: is very common as you said
1: it's very common and it's 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 to the point now where i saw this a little bit ahead of the curve because of what we're experiencing now with a lot of the adventure runs the spartan races the tough mudders the color runs battle a frog l- battle frog a lot of that is about entertainment having fun which is fine but people want more People want innately, they want more. In our nature, we want to be a part of something. We want to contribute. We want to have significance. We want to have certainty in our life. We want to grow, and we want to have some variety. So the way that we concepted this race is to give it a little variety where you don't have to be the best athlete in the world. You can actually be an athlete, participate in that, but you can also participate with your friends. That's the grand vision of where this race will go. Mm -hmm. It's a lot larger and there's a lot more moving parts than what we'll see in our first year, but we're honoring our first year. That's the most important part to us is this is the beginning. This is the grassroots movement. This is where we set the tone as a brand on where we're going to go. And we wanna remain authentic through this stage. And that will be hard as we scale. But if we're about a purpose and about a belief system, then the authenticity will stay there. It will, because you're always looking at something larger than yourself. You're always looking, you know, for something larger than the brand.
0: Absolutely. So, but tell us about this purpose, which I think is brilliant, not only thoughtful and, and genuine, but also brilliant. Uh, so, tell us about the purpose.
1: So, the purpose: three of the five biggest social issues we face in our world today are clean water, renewable energy, and world hunger. And I'm not gonna hear, you know, read off a whole bunch of stats or just tell you a whole bunch of stats, but I will say some of them just to really bring home the severity of where we are. And it it boils down, Mark, to a numbers game. There's a number for everybody. So you might think one number is a lot more severe than I might. Mm -hmm. And then I might look at a number and say, that's very severe to me, but it might not be that severe to you. So when I tell you that an average woman and child in Africa walk 6k a day to have access to clean water that triggers something in my mind saying that shouldn't be the case so that's a, that's 3.72 miles a day check this stat out 125 million hours a day women and children throughout the world collect water that takes them away from education so when you look at it mark it's hard sometimes mind-blowing it's mind-blowing mind mind and when we think There's 7 billion people in our world. Nearly 7 billion people. So we have a hard time registering that. Let me break down something for you here. If our world only had 100 people on the whole planet, only 7 have gone to college. 93 have never gone to college. So look at where that growth stops from a mindset. Right. Right? It is nearly... think is 36 so there's there's two numbers here there's it's 15 so out of 15 out of 100 people make less than a dollar a day okay and then 21 make less than two dollars a day out of 100 people that's the scale here right so just add that into where we're looking at now we nearly have seven billion people so we're still talking if our planet only had 100 people Mm. look at the mass amounts of numbers all right so let me get back to the overall issues and we went at it saying you know what these are three of the five biggest issues and in order for us to trigger this into people's everyday life we have to trigger something where they react and then make that positive effort to be able to be a part of something
0: Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm.
1: we can't be in the place where we wear these i call them green halos i call them health halos i call them life halos it's where you do one thing good and you think you've done everything for the whole year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you only exercise once a day, if you only ate well once a day, you're not a good steward of your body. You're not a good steward of what you put inside, right? It's true. You're not. Absolutely. So it has to be something that's frequent. It has to be something that we have to revisit consistently. So we wanted to attach rhyme and reason to everything. So the first leg of the race is a 6K paddleboard race and it represents clean water. Why? You're on the water. And the reason that it's a 6K is knowing, hey, why am I doing a 6K? You instantly register the average woman and child walk 6K a day Mm -hmm. to have access to clean water, which is a travesty, okay? Now, from a numbers standpoint, when you look at clean water, there are over five million deaths a year just because of a water related issue in the world this is gonna blow your mind right now one in three lack access to a toilet one in three people one in ten lack access to clean water so put that in perspective again on how we were talking about the grand scheme of how many numbers and that is not somewhere we need to be so that first leg represents clean water the second leg is a 5k run Why is it a 5k Asher? There's 3.1 billion, billion with a B that suffer from energy poverty. That's nearly half of our population. It's nearly half of our population. Right? So it's registering saying, why am I running a 5k, which is 3.1 miles. We want to attach rhyme and reason to that. We want people to be able to come to the race, come to the event, the festival and say, wow, They have thought about everything and everything has rhyme and reason everything has meaning and that's how it has to be in order for us to take on this type of undertaking and fulfill it in a positive way if we don't if we if we do not become mindful of what is going on we're in dire straits so i'll ask you a question Because this is renewable energy, and we also tackle a lot with climate change. Okay. What do you think the average person worldwide omits in carbon emissions a year? So what is their footprint? If you were just to guess on what that might be, I'll give you the answer. Please, please, please. (laughs) It's about four tons now. Four tons? Four tons of carbon emissions a year, right? Worldwide now. What do you think the average American omits in the course of a year? Tell me. 17. So it's four times what the average person does worldwide.
0: All right, so give it to me again. You're saying four tons per every person in the world. The American is 17? Four times.
1: So we consume. We're bad stewards of what's going on within our environment, you see. Of course. So we're looking at from a climate change perspective. Because you got to think renewable energy – helps in that capacity when we can use renewable sources then what we're doing now is we're not only helping us and helping our planet but we're also helping the ones that don't have electricity because we can use renewable energy sources we can put solar panels on huts in Africa so people can have electricity so there's not 5 million deaths a year from a respiratory illness related to old school cooking methods and that's because people don't have electricity now let me let's 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 hit this home for everybody that's listening five million deaths you never hear about from a respiratory issue right you know what that is that's double the amount of deaths in malaria and hiv combined but you hear about hiv a lot you hear about malaria the respiratory deaths are double both of those combined so that's alarming when you think about that why why do nearly half of our population that's 50 for every 100 people if we scale it down to 100 people it's 50 out of every 100 why not the attention we live in such a subconscious state of mind the average person walking around every day lives subconsciously what i mean by that is they're reactive and it's an emotion type of thing in order for us to really make some progress and we're not here to make change we know how hard that is if we're we're not trying the system is broken we're not trying to change that we're trying to say can we become more mindful on what's going on you know how many plastic water bottles are thrown away a year 35 billion we the average american throws 185 pounds of plastic away a year The average American weighs 180 pounds. So we're throwing our weight away in plastic. So yeah, man, you know, and I get this a lot. People say, man, you're really intense. My wife being one of them, (laughs) you're taking it too far. I said, okay, you know, one bottle, if I see a plastic bottle in a parking lot, that bothers me to most people. One bottle is no big deal. One bottle in Miami is not a big deal, but what happens, Mark, when that turns into 20 bottles in Chicago, and then 50 in Seattle, and then 200 in San Francisco, and 500 in San Diego? Then it turns into what we now call the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Which, which is in the, the cafe
0: latte effect, uh, you know, put to the principle of trash and plastic. It's just the compound. And you said the Great
1: Pacific Garbage Patch, which scientists project is two times the size of Texas in the Pacific Ocean right now. Two times the size of Texas. And we all, for the most part, can look at a map.
0: So, okay, what's the math on that to, before it covers the beautiful sea?
1: So think about it for a second, right? If we are at the, in order for us, I'll go back to climate change and I'll touch on that. In order for us to halt climate change, everybody in the world has to go to two tons. Now, remember what we talked about earlier? The average person in the world is four. So that's not bad. The average American is 17. We got to reduce our consumption by eight times. And you think we're going to do that by doing one day a year celebrating the earth? Not a chance. You think we're going to do it by retweeting a post on this or posting? Not a chance. It's going to have to be a mindfulness on how can I create positive habits on a daily basis to improve my carbon footprint. So let's say I wanna go back home, right? I wanna to go to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I wanna fly, I wanna go and see my cousins and my father, mm-hmm. right? That's 1.4 tons of carbon emissions I'll omit, just me flying coach to LA from Miami, one round trip ticket. And they're asking me to go to two tons annually. So you have a mid sized car, you drive on average 12,000 miles a year you're omitting 5.5 tons. So we have to start being more mindful on our practices. In order to do that, we have to be conscious on what our actions actually are and how can we improve.
0: Right, right.
1: Let me touch on the last one. Please. The third leg is the 805, which everybody is going crazy about. It's grueling. I'm getting tons of calls and people asking me about it. And one of the reasons it was designed to be pretty harsh was so people could remember that number. Like, why is it 805? It's 805 because 805 million people suffer from chronic undernourishment on an annual basis. So if I can attempt to finish this athlete race, this triathlon, and I get to that third leg and I know, wow, I've got to complete 105 repetitions that registers with me. That's a lot. I get it all the time. It's brutal. When people were asking me about the race, okay, what is it? And then once I got to the 805, they're like, what's 805? I said, it's 805 repetitions. And they're like, oh my God. I said, yeah, oh my God. 805 million people suffer from chronic undernourishment. You know what's even
0: more devastating? 805 people suffer from 805 million. All over the world.
1: over the world. You know what's even worse? We throw away $165 billion of food annually. <laughs> See, our agriculture, we have enough, Mark, to be able to provide every single human being on this planet at least 2,200 calories a day. Come on now. That's crazy. And then, yet, we have this. Where is it going? Wastefulness. You know how? Think about we as, and I, I'm not here to pry on the United States, but we were so wasteful in our practices. We don't think anything of it. I many people just walk by trash like it's second nature like it's no big deal or they have something in the fridge and it's just we're wasteful we want so much that we have to throw away because we're not consuming it
0: or being mindful of what we're choosing and bringing in it, it, right and yeah. how, how like people just in general biting off more they can chew literally Period.
1: literally yeah. absolutely and it's not, you know, not here to give pity parties and not here to, you know, make people feel bad about themselves. It's about, you know, another part of the athlete race, Mark, is also letting people know that what's inside of them is enough. We have to stop waiting to step into our purpose. We have to stop waiting on stepping into what it is I'm supposed to be in my life, right? Do you think Gandhi, Mandela, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., you think they were sitting up in motivational workshops all day for years and years and years just waiting to hear that one word to make them step forward and do their thing? Not a chance, man. They started small. They started with daily
0: actions. Thank you. So what you just said to me is not only brilliant but just so incredibly important because the people that you just named (laughs) – Look, I understand what social media is. I know it can be used for good or bad. I think social media can be a wonderful thing to connect with people. But the amount of people, I don't know if they're using it to propel themselves into this positive mindset or these positive actions. But I think that Mandela, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, they were doers, not talkers. Let me go out and do this. Let me not tell everyone that I'm beast mode and I'm killing it and I'm going to do this to help the world. Like they're just doing it. You know, honestly, much like yourself, you decided to put this thing together and this is a huge, huge responsibility.
1: Tremendous responsibility. It's more than a responsibility, it's a burden. People say, man, you got a lot of passion. I don't have any passion. I'm burdened. I go to bed every single night burdened. So let's take it as you and I can both equate to. If you're burdened with weight on your body, a tremendous amount of load, over time you start to grow and you start to get, what, stronger. So that's the way I look at this burden. It's not easy to be burdened like this. And I could actually pick another life and be a lot happier. So we cannot think that just being happy is going to be fulfilling or living in meaning. So what I'm trying to get to because of this burden is fulfilling my meaning in life. It doesn't necessarily, I'm going to be all the time uh, enjoying life, happy in life, but I'm going to be living in my purpose. See people have it twisted because what they do is they cut and paste all these little motivational cliches and they just try to paste it all together, but they haven't gotten to the origin, which is them. They got to go internal, right? Absolutely. But you have to be mindful in the external in order to go internal. See, people don't let that register. We stay on the external most of the time. Explain that. So someone on social media, someone posts a picture of themselves and maybe a a, a female in a provocative way, and underneath it will be all motivation. And... I'm not a big social media guy, you know that. Like, I don't even know. You just introduced me to Snapchat last
0: week. We're working on it. We're working on it. (laughs) (laughs) That is, it's going to help you. It's going to help. I do. I know, and
1: I do value you saying that it it has tremendous reach because I I do. I do see that, and that's what I struggle with. I struggle with that, you know, just going internal and just focusing on that. But I do know that there is value, and the avenues of social media can be used in a good way. But we have to get outside of the external so someone for instance doing a superficial post or even one better for you how about let's let's do this in life we live like it's a story about ourselves. okay
0: it's the me show
1: it's the me show it's me getting you know uh the accolades you know graduating from college getting a really good job getting a you know a really beautiful wife or husband
0: look at my car look at my apartment
1: look at my car look at my apartment look at my house it's achievements right but along the way, Mark, where are all the other parts of the movie? Where are all the other people that were a part of that movie, that story?
0: There are no self-made men. Everyone gets help. See? Where, who are you thanking?
1: And that's where we have to get back to is knowing what is it in my life that is allowing me to foster sustainable growth. Not just growth. It's easy to grow in a short period of time i want to be sustainable. you want to sustain your growth
0: uh, i think this is a mon. this would be a monumental step for everyone to because look i'm just as guilty as everyone i do I, i've done it i've you know i'm in the fitness uh industry and i post pictures of myself training you know it's to give tips and give motivation but Listen, I have a, 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 good, a good ways to go myself. I'm far from perfect, but I think it would be an incredible thing if you saw a large mass of people uh, being grateful, appreciative, and thanking the people who have helped them arrive where they are today.
1: Not only that, but why not just put most – we should spend half of our lives focused on other people, half of our life. But the way we're trending right now, and that's, that's why we have to become extremely mindful very quickly – because we're, we, we don't want it to get away from us of this self-absorbed culture that is being fostered because that, that, that spreads itself, right? And that's only a matter of time because now everyone has a voice. Everybody has an outlet, an avenue where they can tell all about them. We just can't have the me show on every single channel, right? And, and I'm, conf- I'm an optimist. So I look at society and I look at our way of life and the people in it and I know they want more than what's their, what they're experiencing right now, I do. I, I, I am optimistic on we can make a shift. I said earlier, not here to change. We're here to make a shift, a mindful shift on how can we progress, how can we be proactive mm-hmm. instead of just reacting to anything. Right. And that's why these social issues are so important, Mark. So everyone's like, man, why athletes? Athletes to me are some of the most disciplined. They persevere through tremendous amount, tremendous amounts of setbacks and trials and failures. You know just as good as anybody. It's a lot. And if you can align that type of discipline with purpose and with awareness, raising awareness on the issues, to me, that's a win-win. Oh, yeah. Because you got people doing this anyway. That's another part of the athlete. I was like, I'm out there, I'm, I'm, I'm busting every day mm-hmm. anyway. So why not do it so every rep matters? Why can't it matter? Why can't it push me further than I would, I would push myself?
0: Right, and I think that um, anyone who has a significant, as you, we've all heard uh, Dr. Eric Thomas say, anyone has a significant why will push a little bit harder, will work a little bit harder
1: that uh, I like that let's see let's go deeper I like to say go three Y's in, not just the initial why go two more in and you can really get to the root of what's going on whether it's something you're trying to solve in your life or it's something that you're setting out to say you know what why am I experiencing this why am I doing this it's three whys we 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 let up too early we just say oh that's good after the first why why not go too deeper and you can get to the root of a lot of things why you can get to the perception the reality and the intention so those are three different things so I'm perceived one way to you what's the reality of what I am to you and then what is my intention of what I am to you Mm-hmm. Those are three deep things you got to think about. But we walk around like perception is reality.
0: Every day. I do really? a lot
1: of uh, speaking on corporate social responsibility and I talk about how these organizations, it's called the greenwashing phase of where we currently are. And it's where companies are taking advantage of people wanting to be eco friendly and be more sustainable. So they're greenwashing the market. And what they're doing is they know all of us better than we know ourselves because they get deep into the behavioral science research of everything because we're so subconscious all the time.
0: And they're watching those behavioral patterns, right?
1: Motion. I mean, with technology, we have algorithms. And I'm telling you, they're going, they know you better than you know yourself. If we just say, you know what? Our conscious mind will direct our subconscious. So I'm not. we're not asking to say, let's go just straight to it the whole time remain conscious and remain miserable in a sense for some people they're like oh i can't i have to have fun i have to have i'll get that i get that totally but you have to have some type of guidance absolutely (laughs) you ever hear you have okay i give you two phrases that'll sum it all up let's sum it all up We can shut this thing down why did i do that you ask yourself that sometimes of course and what was that person thinking
0: often where we live
1: (laughs) way too often especially when you're on the 95 (laughs) or us1 at 430 oh yeah but that's where it is with the state of a lot of the mindsets of where people so most people i'm not gonna name where i was (laughs) i was in front of two large groups of people And not one of them knew when Earth Day was. So what type of impact are those two large groups of people going to truly make when they don't even know where... I'm not saying Earth Day is the end-all, be-all. I'm not here to say, hey, Mark, you and I, we have to hug trees, eat granola, and wear Birkenstocks all day. No, but we can find a balance, right? We don't just have to mass consume. You know, for every person, I'm wearing... I'm wearing pants right now that were made from 12 recycled water bottles. So guess what I get to do? I get to have 12 other people that aren't mindful yet drink their water bottles and just discard them however and every pair of pants that I wear that offsets that behavior until they can be reached with a higher level of awareness. You see, there's ways we just got to put enough mindfulness in and research into it we put so much research into the athlete race.
0: It's crazy. It's very impressive. And, you know, the first thing that got me, I I just want to say this. The the races, challenges, athletic events, look, I do them for a a very different reason. The only reason I even decided to do this is because my good friend, Asher, asked me to do this. And uh, I really do think the world of this gentleman sitting in front of me and a class act, positive person, and there's something special about his soul. I'll say that, and uh, I, I'll do it because he's my friend. Uh, firstly, and that's how it started. Secondly, I real started to understand the cause, and then it it really opened my eyes. And I have a ton of work to do, uh, and a ton of responsibility. Um, our ownership to take on because I have not done anything remotely close to what it needs to be my responsibility as a person enjoying this planet. That's the truth, really. Um, the third part is you know competing in this this race is going to be very challenging for me because endurance events really do not come easy to me. And we went out and did a mock race last Saturday. I've only been training for it for a week and. This guy weighs, what do you weigh, 165 pounds? Yep. He beat me down like a uh, rented mule, <laughs> and it was rough. It was really rough, and it's going to be challenging, but as Asher said, it's it's to open our eyes, help us understand that everything we need is within ourselves, and everything is matched perfectly, and the research that you've done is just incredible. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what's going down in the cutoff of this race is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to get this thing up as soon as possible. Please yeah. Go. So
1: we originally, like we, like I stated a little bit ago, we put a lot of extensive research into this was about, you know, two and a half years. It took me about six months to actually find three nonprofits that were very transparent that allocated their funds, you know, in, in a good way where whatever we were able to raise, from a fundraising campaign, a large majority of that would go to the to the need of the actual cause. So that's foremost of what we really had to find out: who are we going to support in these three social issues that we're going to advocate on? The next step was okay. Let's see if we can add touch points to a city. So I'll, I'll kind of go. What we were very intro with the atherace. Let me go out. Like let me pull it out a little bit and go larger from the from the vision standpoint. So we also have, the, the athlete race is Saturday, April 23rd. That Friday before, which is actual Earth Day, April 22nd, we're doing an ocean and beach cleanup with the Surfrider Foundation at Margaret Pace Park, which is where that race up will actually be held. So our whole arrangement- The in race starts at Margaret Pace Park. Starts at Maurice Gibbs. Starts w- at Maurice Gibbs. It starts right by- uh, where we where we launched on last Saturday. Oh, we, that's where it starts. That's where we start. That's where we paddle out of. I know you're scared. I'm <laughs> you're praying for no. You're praying for no wind. At it's all. It's
0: windy out there. I was out there early in the morning. Probably not the best look to go when you can't see. You see black and it's very dark out. Yeah, probably but not. A, no, not. But it's windy in the morning. Yeah.
1: Someday, some days. Yeah. I mean, I'm confident that you're gonna do um, amazing on that. But we. Our thought behind this is we always want to clean up where we're going to be. And in the day of the race, we want to reduce our footprint drastically. Now, as we get larger as an event, events, concerts are some of the worst stewards of the environment because of logistics and travel. And look at the f- footprint of p- thousands upon thousands of people driving cars, going to the stadium, one use, pretty much a lot of uh, – there's some really good um, – Stadiums that are being proactive, but for the most part it's single-use containers single-use paper products plastics As you know, you probably walked out of a game and seen the mass amounts of trash in the parking lot Right? right, that's got to go somewhere and we only have so much where we can fill that in Okay, so we want to be a good steward by reducing our footprint and we want people to step foot on our event and say Oh my gosh, I, I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know you could wear shirts made out of recycled bottles no, I didn't know you could have a paddleboard. Check this one out, made out of plant algae. See, surfboards, paddleboards, that industry is e- extremely harmful to the environment. It's not only harmful for the harmful for the environment; it's also toxic for the shaper of the boards. So, there's a very awesome company out of all places, Greenville, South Carolina, and they. You're have from
0: there a little bit. You spend time in North, North Carolina. Carolina. I'm sorry, Asheville.
1: What's but Greenville, right? I've been to, it's, it's a really... Um, there's actually a lot of socially conscious companies out of there. Okay. It's really impressive. So this guy created this plant algae where he can glass up a whole board in the middle of a restaurant because it's been FDA approved. Wow. So you talk about how how much you're reducing that harm to the environment and to the people around you when you can have people eating in a restaurant and you can shape a board.
0: That's incredible. It's
1: incredible, right? So that type of talking points where we can say look there's this and it's just allowing people to come to the event if they want to compete if they want to be that athletic you know push themselves for a, for a greater purpose they can do that if they want to go to the festival and enjoy a whole bunch of you know different products and services that are people are really striving to raise awareness on they can do that and then we want to end with a really cool concert right that'll be the end vision of it all so Saturday is the event that Friday before will always be like a cleanup day Right? We always want to do it in Miami on Earth Day because we're from here. Okay. Now, Miami doesn't meet a lot of the criteria that our other cities that it's, we studied. Yeah, it's not
0: really environmentally friendly it's here. It's not.
1: But there are a lot of – there's a little small catalyst of doers in this community. There really are. And Miami is really growing and has so much potential and has so much natural resources. And we are a poster child for climate change in South Florida. We have the most real estate to lose from sea level rise. Where we sit right now, we're probably only about three feet above sea level. Where we are right now on the beach. Wow. I can't say for certain. I know Purdy Ave one foot above sea level. Wow. One foot. So i was driving over on the causeway and I see this sign, right? I mm-hmm. looked over to the right where the cruise ports are and it says, A Boundless Market, Miami. And I look and then I'm almost eye level with the water. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure if it's boundless. Not right? necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the Thursday before the, will always be what we call our ABLE Talks. And we're very fortunate, obviously, to have you speaking as one of the speakers. And ABLE Talks is our solution for people that really want to find out about the issues, that really want to be a part of things that are, like people are doing a lot of good things, they can come to the ABLE Talks and learn about what amazing things are going on in their community. And how they can get plugged in. Mm -hmm. So many people want to be a part of something. They just don't know where to start. They just want a really easy entry point. They want a touch point where they say, okay, I'll do that. As we know, it's getting harder and harder for people to commit to anything now, as you know. So we have to make it so easy for them. I mean, we have to break it down so easy. So they're like, okay, I can do that. Because deep down people do want to do it. So we'll always have the ABLE Talks. Whatever city we go to, we'll have the ABLE Talks. We'll do the whole uh, cleanup, whether it's on the beach, the shore, et cetera, and then the race will be that following day. So we want to make it a whole grand rhyme and reason where people can really find out about the issues. They can act and decide, hey, I want to be a part of this, and then they can be advocates, and that's what we represent.
0: Mm-hmm. And how many – tell us about the, uh, the sign-up process and tell us about how many athletes are competing right now. How many athletes do you have signed up? And I heard there's one very special competitor you have in this race, very unique.
1: Very unique. Uh, right now, I'm going to say there will be 10 athletes. And when you look at 10, you're like, all right, that's very grassroots. It is. Ironman started with 15. And look where Ironman is now. And Ironman... We're not trying to be, we're not a typical triathlon. We know that. So that's not, we're not, we're not in that lane. We know what lanes we're playing in. But Ironman started with 15 and that sense of purpose was not there to where ours is from the root. And that's where that's going to be the biggest challenge for us is keeping the authenticity of the brand, the DNA rooted in that awareness and that action and all about the
0: social issues i can't think of another event slash race that has a better cause really i mean the spartan brand is just huge and kudos to it for its growth and the amount of people that participate and it's not to knock it down because they have a great product but this is it's just the cause behind this is just makes me want to do this race first Mm -hmm. really so I I imagine that this is the growth process. This is the initial uh, race, the f- first step, initial race. There's going to be just a huge uh, influx of people who want to participate in this race. and yeah, really. we know.
1: You know, we know that the 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 first of anything is the early adopter phase. We know that there's only seven percent of the population that is early adopters. So we know that that's very small. Now, once people become aware of something that it's called mental availability. You ever had a friend of yours uh, buy a new car and you look at the car you're like, wow, man, I've I've never even really seen that car around. That's a really nice car. And then the next month you see it every day, like 13 times over. Oh, right. That's mental availability. You just weren't made aware of that car until someone close to you bought the car. If they were driving around you every single day, you just didn't have that available mindset. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. So when people said, oh my gosh, I can really compete. I can really get after it if I want to, and I can actually be a part of something bigger than myself. It's gonna be all day. It really is. So, you know, I, let, let's touch on the uh, the the Mila. Mila is
0: Mila is a special competitor. Special in competitor. Race. She's of the ten. She's one of the ten. She's
1: one of the ten. She's nine years old. Uh, she made a lot of headway and a lot of noise
0: nine years old
1: nine years old uh, completed the battle frog 24 which was a 24-hour obstacle course Uh, she finished it she had to do a certain kilometers of swimming she had to do a certain amount of running and a certain amount of obstacles and I mean you know why she did I don't know I'm not sure if you know this but the reason she's doing all of this is she was bullied and she's doing this to raise awareness on bullying and she wants to be that anti-bully component so she's she she is uh she's doing an amazing thing for children and really activating that that inspiration that i, I really feel our society needs and especially at a younger age
0: what a proactive young person proactive i was a, i was bullied as a young person and i wouldn't even think to take that type of or, or that level of uh uh proactive approach in in raising awareness that's just incredible and her father is is a a spartan race competitor is he competing in the race he is he is
1: and he's um from what they're saying he says she's she's you know she's primed to do well in the race so
0: and 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 now is, is it is do the men and the women uh go through the same events
1: yes so the the 6k paddle everybody will do 5k paddle everybody will do 5k run yeah the 5k run i'm sorry the 805 everybody will do it and we're doing the same exercise components the only thing that changes on the women just because of that upper body with the pull-ups because as men we're doing 150 we're, we're um 150
0: break, strict pull-ups strict dead hang pull-ups with with no kipping
1: with no with no kipping here's i like to give this analogy to people because they're like oh i can do this many pull-ups can you <laughs> can you hold yeah. yourself up on the edge of a cliff and you're staring at the cliff, and if you fall, you die, can you do a full dead hang pull-up without using any body momentum? That's the way I like to give the analogy of that's how a pull-up should be. Now, obviously, you have a lot of uh, people come out and be contrary to that, but that's fine. So the women will do everything that the men will do, but we're going to add sit-ups for them. They're going to do more squats than we are, and they have to do a two-minute plank hold at any given time if they hold, if they break that 2 minute plank, they have to start over
0: okay and talk about the the each person has a judge
1: yes so not a judge we we'll call it it's, it's pretty cool like we have our own you know personal assistant caddy so we'll have someone by our side that's helping us through our transitions so after the paddle they'll be there to help us transition into the 5k run and then once we finish the 5k run we'll transition right into the 805 and then they will be there not only as a, su- a support system, but they're also going to serve as our counter, making sure we're doing the amount of repetitions, A, and B, making sure we're doing the amount of repetitions correctly. And that's, correctly. An- that's another piece that we want to be very uh, committed to is we don't want to water it down because I know, we, we, done, we like I said, we did a lot of research. We did a lot of research with other race events, and some of the drawbacks were, they found that other uh, participants were kind of cheating their way through.
0: Bro, let me tell you something. I did the Spartan race. I will never forget. I tell the story all the time because I'm so I was so disappointed. I trained for a race while my mother was in the hospital in Boston, and I was running through the streets of Boston training. Uh, my friend said, "Let's do this race," and I jumped in it. I, I trained for a week. <laughs> Spartans. That seems
1: like the going trend for you. Yeah, no. let me just jump in a week yeah. before yeah. and uh, do this. Yeah, let
0: me give. He well, by the way, he, this guy didn't give me any any notice. He just said, "Mark, you got to do this race for me." And I was like, oh, "Of course, I'm going to do it." He's 165 pounds. I'm about 215. He's going to smash me down. He's got nothing <laughs> to lose because he he he's going to beat me. If he doesn't, ah, whatever. You know, Mark's a good athlete. But that being said, I did the Spartan race. Went through the race. The first obstacle, I we get to the monkey bars. I jump up on the monkey bars. And at the time, I was one of the first guys out front. A guy next to me ran right through him. And there was a judge standing there. I looked at the judge and said, hey, what the heck's going on? And the judge looked at me and said, what am I going to do? I, I mean, What is the whole point of the race? I was so disappointed. Right. So for that judge to
1: say, what am I supposed to do, There's there, there, there wasn't a whole lot of meaning to him.
0: And he was 17 years old or 18,
1: which, you know, I mean, I don't know. But what if every repetition did matter? What if it was something that you had to complete because it had a bigger sense of meaning? Mm -hmm. And to do it well, to do it right. How good would you feel if you cheated your way through the 805 knowing 805 million people suffer from chronic unnourishment? Would you be able to go home and look your wife in the eyes and kiss your dog and
0: go to sleep? Absolutely not. Let me tell you something. This is a, I'm really looking forward to this because I've been practicing those pull-ups and trying to do them right. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a monster. It is a monster. It's a monster. To do it right, I would not be able to look my, my family in the eye. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of uh, weight and responsibility placed on the shoulders of these judges.
1: There is. And that you. I like how you touched on that because that is a huge piece as well. Is you have to give every piece every touch point of this event eventually has to have meaning whether it's the parking attendant whether it's the judge whether it's the person working concessions everything has to have a meaning so that's our job to dig a little bit deeper and find out what can we apply to give everything a sense of meaning because we truly can if we look into it enough absolutely and that gives people accountability And when you give someone accountability, they have a belief system there, right? Right. So that's what we're trying to get to. And we're not not here to, you know, I'm like a no apologies person when, when it comes to this. When it comes to the social issues and what we're doing and people saying, oh, you're taking it a little bit too far, not at all. I'm hoping to offend people. I'm hoping our brand does offend people that do the different races, that do CrossFit, that do all these other practices. We want to offend people. Because we want them to grow we want them to become more mindful on what they're doing not you shouldn't have to do something just so you can post and be self-absorbed on something you can it can matter it it can go places and we have to we have to quickly change the course of that
0: yeah uh, we have to quickly change the course of that and i and i i heard this quote before and you know, I applied it to social media. You know, to be self-absorbed, and and I th- social media makes you more of what you already are. So be very mindful and be very careful of what that is, good or bad. Yeah. Um, okay, Asher. Um, listen, this is this sounds incredible, and and you already know how I feel about it. I'm looking forward to it, regardless of whatever torture is involved, because you're a part of it, and because it's for an amazing co- cause. Tell us um, quickly. Uh, the, the race is I have two last questions the, the race is April 23rd yep. and how can people get involved quickly
1: from a involvement perspective it's just surrounding yourself with enough of the brand that you can so if you want to go visit the website we have a very dynamic promo video it's dynamic it really breaks down on like how each of these issues and each leg of the race kind of mold together so if you look at that video, like man, like if you're thinking those, if you're seeing those images as you're going through the run, I'm trying to attach myself to the day of the race. Now I'm telling you, like I'm making little stickers that I'm gonna put on my paddleboard. Mm-hmm. That's that put 35 billion and every 90 seconds a child dies. Why? Because the moment I wanna let up, oh yeah, I just wanna look at that sticker and say, okay, yeah, let let, let, let me uh, let me hone back in and it's let really me say, not that bad for you. It's not that bad for yeah. me. I'm very blessed um uh, physically fit enough to to attempt to do the race see it's one thing about doing the race and completing it and you know cheating your way through like just to finish it even if you don't finish the race but you put everything that you had inside to complete it that that's what we're trying to get to it's not something like oh i've got to do these 150 pull-ups and you do them 75 of them incorrectly It's not about like that so much. We're trying to say, look, put all of your effort into what you're going to do. And that will be enough.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not only what you're going to do, but how you're going to do it. As uh, Jared Grossman would say, you know, um, like going to the gym, right? It's not just showing up. It's what did you do while you were there and how did you do it?
1: And we can apply that to our life. know we walk around we have so many people walking around like they're just given multiple lives to test this thing out right and we have one opportunity to make the largest impact that we're designed to make and we're all designed to make a certain amount of impact it's just we have to be able to say hey what is it inside me that i want to be able to fulfill live in meaning have a purpose. And that's all about, we're confident, Mark, with this race, people are going to find out a lot about themselves. It might be an activator for them, mm-hmm. where it really transitions them into a, a different you know, place where they grow. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the more you serve others, the happier you will be, the more fulfilled you will be. That's in research. If we want to talk science, we can, but I'm, I'm just talking just like we spoke about earlier you know mother teresa they're still talked about you see like our society we we always want everything talked about us right now oh he's awesome he's this he's that he's got that car are any of those things said at a funeral have you ever been to a funeral when people talk about their materialistic possessions
0: but why don't you're absolutely right never but why don't people understand where the value lies
1: most people don't live outside five minutes of their life. Powerful. Most people are very myopic and don't register. It's the mindfulness. So what we just talked about, it's the mental availability of what's inside them. Why do people spend decades going to workshops, spending thousands of dollars to get motivated? Why are people searching every single day on social media for a little motivational um, you know, post and this? And, that? and that's fine. To each their own, if you want to do it and do it, why not find it inside you it's your source everything that you'll ever be is inside you ever because it's your source it's your tap it's your oil reservoir you're not going to gain all it's you now there are people that come into your life that help ignite but it's not going to be i've got to rely on that person for me to do everything.
0: Right. We always say that someone coming into your life, use them for inspiration and motivation, they're never going to be able to light a fire under you and and to keep that flame going. You have to keep the flame going. That flame will go out. If someone else has to light it, it will certainly go out. You have to light it yourself. And then, as you said, you have to find the why. And then two or three deeper. Go two or three deeper, and that's going to be enough fuel to sustain your flame. Okay. If you
1: can put your... If you can focus... Your life on serving others. You know, what else is there, really? What else do you have to do? Everything falls into place that way.
0: Right. Okay. So, coming, we're gonna wrap it up here. What can uh, I, I hate to say quickly, but quickly, what can someone do to help the world, help the environment? What, what can you? What's one simple thing, one step? That you'd like to pass on right now to leave our audience, to leave our, our listeners with, to I like help to call change?
1: It, I like to call it habit architecture. Start on a small, small scale. Small scale. And don't get outside of that small scale. It has to be a numbers game, right? Mm-hmm. So you can say, you know what? One. One. I'm going to do, I'm going to use one less straw. I'm going to pick up one more bottle. I'm going to decline uh, when I get takeout plastic bag. I'll tell you what. Really what we could do, uh, reusable bags when you go to the grocery store mm. and ask for paper. Now, do you know if, if you use, and even I'm morphing. See, you, I'm talking to myself a lot here too. I'm not up here on some like little uh right. Reminding pedestal.
0: yourself, right?
1: I talk to myself. This is me talking to myself as well. I'm now morphing into can I go more glass than anything else? Glass can recycle itself the life of glass can be back on a shelf within 20 days time wow so in the old days we used a lot more glass but that's a whole other topic and a whole nother podcast on the economic value right. of plastic and how right. much oil is used in making one 20 ounce bottle which is a third when you see a 20 ounce water bottle at the gym a third of that picture oil inside there and that's what it took to make that plastic bottle mark Also, we didn't touch on this, agriculture. Why does it take 660 gallons of fresh water to make one hamburger? Why? That's incredible. There's a lot, so without scaring everybody off here, start extremely small. Think about your, what you can do. Don't think outside of that because you'll get discouraged, and it's easy to get discouraged. You just have to start on your own, and if, a thousand people start on their own, that's a thousand, that's a movement. Without them clanning together and saying, oh, we're doing this kumbaya together, they're on their own, and they're making an impact.
0: Okay. Love it. You So share with us, uh, last but not least, how are you training for this race? What are you doing in preparation for this race? How are you training? Tell me.
1: You know, I, I push myself uh, pretty hard uh, throughout the course of, you know, my workout regimen annually let's call it you know for a year and i always like to stack i never really try to you know syndicate and you know replicate the race exactly like every day i train Mm. i just try to stack and i try to fatigue my body to a certain uh, point where i have to rely on my focus okay right so it could be anything like uh, yesterday i did 125 pull-ups I did 75 deadlifts at my body weight with a 25-pound 20, uh, vest on. You know, on Sunday, I, I ran a two miles on a curved woodway with the elevation mask. How many miles? Two miles. Okay. On a curved – as you know, curved woodways are no joke. Yeah, man. they're no joke. You, you that's, sa- that's 30% more calorie burn than
0: your typical treadmill. Woodway, the corner of the market. They're the mafia of treadmills. <laughs> um, you want a treadmill, you're going to wait six months, and we're going to charge you double. Exactly. Um you know, it's funny because everyone is doing the same type of things. They're like, they're not doing their body weight. They're doing a little bit more than their body weight, and they're wearing the vest, and they're wearing the mask, and they're pushing themselves a little bit more. And it's 150 pull ups, so I did 180. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone is yeah. like a little bit paranoid. Let me do a little bit more. How many squats? To. We a have. 350? 500. Yeah. And a little do. bit deeper, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: 250 push ups, let me do 1,000. <laughs> Let's call it good. No, because we know that there's going to be so much. The fatigue is going to be there. We know that. Uh, you know that's where I love the component of paddleboarding. Is people are very. Uh, there's a misconception about paddleboarding, as you now know. Oh you know, yeah. You get on a board and it's not like, oh yeah, let's look at the dolphins and let's look at the palm trees. It's yeah. like, can you go as fast as you yeah. can?
0: It's not a scenic route. It's no. uh you're digging to get through that water. Survival. Survival and to get through that water we were doing knots, right?
1: We're doing what well, we're doing, three point seven two uh miles will be the total duration and it depends on the wind factors obviously of the day on what the knots of wind are going to be. But
0: when we did the paddle, we were timing, you doing our our speed, correct? Oh yeah, we were doing speed. So you actually
1: trended more on the, uh, now it was the last, I'd probably say quarter mile, but you were at a good speed. You're at a 4.7, 4.8 speed.
0: Yeah, I have a lot of work to do. Needless to say, we'll be in the water every single day or at least every other day. At least every other day.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. uh, You know, you obviously were very, uh, you know, honored and encouraged that you're being a part of it. Everybody that has come on board really is capturing the DNA of the brand. And that's all we can ask for at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. We'd rather have 10, I mean, we're talking dedicated let's go do this thing, rather than a thousand. Oh, yeah. Halfway, right? Exactly. No
0: doubt. No doubt. Asher, uh, quickly, tell us the website real quick so they can log in. It's it's
1: awesome. It's easy, man. Athleterace.com.
0: Athleterace.com. Go check it out. Yeah, if you visit it it
1: on a uh, uh, desktop, I recommend you can really get a dynamic promo video. It's really amazing, and it was put together nicely. It tells a story. Uh, If you listen to the words of the song, it's powerful. It really will touch you.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show. i really uh, honored to have you. It's a great cause and uh, really thrilled to have you. Asher Burris, humanitarian. Thank you, Asher. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.